Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have Vince Hall with us from uh, Call Porter. Call Porter is a 24-7 live answering real estate specific call center. So I know you guys out there, you know, you're you're doing your marketing, you're getting calls coming in. Um, sometimes I know, at least for me, it is impossible to take all those calls. So it's great to outsource that. Um, and that is what Vince does. So Vince, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, you know. Glad to be here. I'm glad to talk about, you know, call Porter if we can, but I know we're going to talk more about, uh, you know, what I do personally and uh, we can definitely get into it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I told you before we got on here, we like to start with stories. So why don't you take yeah. the beginning of your story? <clears throat> For sure. Real estate. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm here in St. Louis, Missouri, um, by the way. So um, I got cold into, out there right now, right? it is cold, man. It's like 11 degrees today and it feels oh, like geez. negative seven or something like that. that so <laughs> it's, it's, um, it doesn't phase me all that much. I am originally yeah. from Alaska. So, oh, okay. uh, you know, different temperatures up there as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I returned to, to Alaska pretty much every summer. Um, cause I got tons of family up there. Nice. Um, but I, I got into real estate about three and a half, four years ago. Oh. Um, so right around the time of COVID, uh, I used to be a middle school science teacher. Wow. Um, yeah. So I love teaching. Absolutely loved it. Um, had a great science lab. I was at a private school, you know, so they really hooked me up with, you know, good science resources. Um, however, at the end of the day, teachers, as much as they love their job, do not get paid well. Right. Um, so, you know, 2020... Uh, COVID hits. I was also going through divorce at that time. So just a lot of life changes, right? So um, I reached out to to one of my good friends. Um, His name's Ryan Dossie. He's an investor himself. And I was just like, hey, dude, I I need to learn more about this, right? Um, So he eventually just like gave me a book and he's like, you're not ready. Here's a book. (laughs) And, uh, you know, he gave it to me and I I read it. Um, I also, you know, got... Uh, it was Anson Young's uh, "How to Find and Fund Deals." Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so it, it was just it was just a, a really no. Well, I, I've already read that one. Um, yeah. I think I think everybody's at some point read that one, right? Um, but yeah, like he he gave me a book. Um, I read it. I also was looking to get into the more retail side of real estate as well, which I did. Um, joined a team got my license, everything, um, was in it for six months and hated it. Yeah, I was just like, this is not for me. I was like, I am not making, you know, 800 cold calls to get one conversation on the phone. Um, I, it, it, I was wasting my weekends away. I was, you know, getting, um, any, anybody that would let me have an open house, I was getting it right. Uh, but it was just not me, yeah. not me at all. I reach out to Ryan again. I was like, dude, I'm not going that route. Like you gotta, you gotta do something with me. And so he's like, Hey, why don't you come on board, um, at call Porter and ballpoint marketing? Um, I think you could learn a lot just being around all of us and things of that sort. And so that's what I did. Um, and that was about just over two years ago, um, doing that. And that's kind of, you know, when you're in the space of real estate investing, right. It's very contagious. Yeah. And you cannot help yourself but to learn more and to get into it yourself. Um, 
So fast forward two years later, um, here I am at, you know, Call Porter Ballpoint, um, do a lot of head of sales. I'm the face of Call Porter. So think of me as kind of like the Jacob State Farm. So I do a lot of, um, you know, commercials, ads, webinars, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Nice. I love it. Yeah. So hopefully that wasn't too long of an intro there. No, no, no. That's good. Um, So two years ago, you got, you kind of decided that you're going to go down the route of real estate. What was the first uh, property you bought? Uh, so I have a, a just a rental, um, just a small single family uh, home, and uh, it was pretty turnkey. It was it was ready, didn't need much at all. I actually, the team that I worked on uh, at, as in the retail side of things mm-hmm. um, found it for me. She's like, "Dude, I got a I got a, a a house off market. You need to go look at it." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I, I could probably come look at it in a couple of days." She's like, "No, you need to like come see it like right now." Like it needs to happen right now. So I went there, bought it immediately. Um, nice. Yeah. So that, that that was my first deal um, in about 20, that was probably late 2020, early 2021. I can't, you know, really remember when that was. Um, great, great renter um, in that house actually came from Hawaii. So she was paying a buttload of money right in Hawaii for a, for a, a property. She came to St. Louis um, for her job, found my little place she is absolutely amazing on that house. Um, good, good tenants, man. Good, good tenant, man. Yeah, and actually, in in a lot of ways, become a friend too. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, have you continued down single family route, or uh, yes, where are you at right now? Yeah, just single family route. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll kind of get into this. I think down in the in, you know the question of my favorite real estate book, but um, Chad Carson's you know the small small and mighty real estate investor. Uh-huh. I love that idea. I am not out there to be a guru, to be on yeah. social media, to drive a Lambo. You know, I actually drive a, a Subaru Ascent. I got five kids. I'm a family guy. Legit. I, yeah, man. Subaru. Yep. Um, very Alaskan of you, by the way. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I love my Subaru. It's it's uh, got brown, you know, leather in it, and it's it's dialed into the nines for sure. But um so, yeah i'm just want to be small and mighty man like i'm thinking long term right you yeah. i get the buy and hold you know that you know 20 30 years down the road that's where i'm at yeah i didn't i didn't have a 401k or a savings as a teacher that didn't exist for me <laughs> you know i was putting cash in a in a shoe box to save you know what i'm saying right. um so it, it's a totally different story now yeah yeah. And, um, you know, and that's what I love about real estate is there are so many different ways to do it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I do self-storage mobile home RV parks. Okay. Um, but people do single family. I've had guys on the, that flip farms. Like you can do so many different strategies, so many different things. Um, yeah. You can be as involved as you want. You know, you can involve, you can invest as a limited partner in syndications or yeah. be a lender. Your yeah. Own, uh, yeah. Your own, your own business. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So it sounds like you're taking the more, I, I guess, traditional route, if you want to say that. Yeah. Um, which is just buying how many, how many, like what's Fair. your goal? How many products yeah. do you want to buy per year? Uh, right around 10. Okay. So, so not a ton. I'm very targeted on where I want to be. Yeah. Um, I do not deviate outside of where I want to be, um, who I'm looking for. You know, so I I also co-host a podcast. You know, um, I'll throw it out there if you don't mind. It's yeah, the next yeah, yeah, podcast. Sure. But yeah, whenever we're whenever we're talking about horror stories on our podcast, right? Most of the time, a horror story comes along for an investor because they went outside of their boundaries of what they normally do. Yeah. Right. 
So if you are listening, just keep that in mind. Keep that at the forefront of your mind. Do what you know how to do it and do it really well and and stay kind of comfort, comfortable in that. And you can kind of take baby steps outside of those boundaries. Um, but just to go outside of it, I, that's, I've heard so many horror stories, right? So um, very particular where I want to be um, in the St. Louis area. Um, you know, the, the school district is very important to me. Um, and so if a deal doesn't come across my plate for the month, I'm not going elsewhere to go find one. It's just, I lost a month, you know? Um, and I'm really not all that sad about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I've fallen into that trap myself, um, and got bit pretty hard. Um, luckily I haven't lost money on a deal, but I, when I invested in a market that I didn't know well enough. Um, it was a self-storage facility and I just got kicked in the face. And so, mm. uh, I think that's really good advice for, I mean, any, any investor, any, any level, any experience level, um, yeah. you choose your lane, choose your market and just get good at it. Um, yeah, yeah. you really focus in and that's when you really get the results. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you know, I, I do, um, everything by credit checks, you know, credit scores, background checks, criminal checks, um, pretty, pretty much I do have a playbook on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 10 properties per month, that means you got to do some marketing. Um, so let's, uh, you know, your main job, your primary job is at call Porter. Correct. Um, So tell us about how, how you find deals and then how you utilize call Porter to kind of, um, you know, take that, that time back from you to have to stay on the, on the phone all day. Yeah. So, um, most of the deals, uh, come by referrals, um, networking with agents, uh, direct mail. So our sister company at call Porter is, is ballpoint marketing. Um, so, you know, kind of have access to, you know, those kinds of things. Um, deal machine is another really good resource, um, or tool, you know, we can talk about deal machine and their, and their app and driving for dollars and door hangers and, um, you know, again, just getting really targeted um, with those tools. Call Porter is absolutely important to me because I do not want to take my own calls. I've been cussed out enough to know that taking your phone calls via via direct mail marketing, um, you know, I, I don't even want to deal with one of them. It's it is what it is. So <laughs> I always thought it was funny. When yeah, you, uh, we'll get calls. You know, we'll send out mailers, and people will will call us super angry and be like, "Take us yeah. off your list." I'm like, "It's just a mailer. Throw it just- away. It's not a big deal. It's literally a postcard." <laughs> exactly, dude. We we get so many. I, I would say about a third of the phone calls that come into Call Porter are those take me off the list, pretty angry callers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it, it's like I, I guess if you got nothing else better to do, make a phone call. But yeah, just throw it in the trash. Um, but call Porter is available 24 seven. So yeah. if a call comes in at 10 PM, um, they're going to take it and they integrate with, you know, a CRM so that they can pass the notes over to you safely and securely. They're not getting login credentials to CRM. It's all via web form link. Um, they're booking appointments on my calendar for me. If there's something that is a, you know, a good potential or a good qualify lead. Um, and the way that they, qualify a lead for me and for all of the investors that use it is uh, the four pillars, right, of a good real estate deal. So property condition, motivation, time frame, price point. So if a seller is willing to give that information um, on the phone, they better be booking an appointment, right? I want to know about it. I want the information. I'm going to listen to the recording. I want to see what's going on. Um, and then from there, you know, figuring out where I move forward, visit the house, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. one other thing that, uh, 
I don't know if you mentioned this, but I feel like is um, useful for call Porter is that all your callers are in the U.S. Um, and hundred percent, yep, international callers. I have yeah. had luck, but a lot of the times, um, you know, you can get really cheap callers from mm-hmm. you know, the Philippines or something like that. But uh, a lot of the times, that little bit of an accent it does make a difference. And I know you don't feel like it does, but I've listened to calls and people will just hang up. Um, yeah, so if you get somebody from the U.S. that does make a big difference. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so all of us, um, I call Porter, hundred percent U.S. based. It's a, a funny story. Um, I was talking to an investor who did use a, a VA overseas, um, who actually knew perfect English. He was like, her English, you couldn't really tell at all um, that she lived in the Philippines. But the thing that kept driving him crazy was kind of our everyday idioms, right? That we know. Um, and he listened to a phone call. There was a guy. He was in pre foreclosure. And in the conversation with her, he said, hey, I'm really in the doghouse, right? So you and I would interpret I'm in the doghouse as I'm in trouble, right? I, I need help or something, you know, she literally thought the guy was now living in his dog's house. <laughs> and so the guys listening to the recording, he was like, oh, that's it. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Um, and so that's when he, you know, he called us, they called Porter and we started taking his phone calls, but it's just, that's one story that has always just resonated with me. It's yeah. so hilarious. Yeah. You know, you've hit yeah. rock bottom when you're living in your dog's house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. uh, um, cool. So your 10 properties a month or a year, that is, I feel like that's a really good, good number, especially for, uh, that's something that you can achieve if you have like, if somebody out there is working a W2 yeah. um, and you want to buy houses on the side. You know, if you can add 10 properties per per year to your portfolio, you're going to be scot-free in a couple of years. So, yeah. Um, and and go, yeah, I was going to say go for four, one yeah. a quarter if you're starting out. You know, um, Chad talks about that in his book, you know, The Small and Mighty Investor. Go for four. You know, don't don't even that. I mean, that's really what I did at first. I went for four because I was like, that's that's something I can chew on right? Yeah. Um, and, and focus on. Makes sense to me. Like, yeah. One yeah. per quarter. I can do that. Yeah. Um, so financing, um, all me for, for the most part. So, uh, I am, I'm a veteran as well. So, uh, one thing that I've, that I've done is so a a VA loan, actually, I can get up to about $800,000 in VA loans. Um, and that can be as much property as you want in within that, just up to eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what I usually do is, or what I have done is I can, take a property out of the VA loan, refinance it, free up some money. Mm. Once the VA approves me, I'm always approved, yeah. right? And I don't have to put any money down. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, that's, you don't have to put any, it's zero, you don't have to put any money down with the VA loan. Um, so I just basically can recycle it out of there, um, which is, a, you know, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, mo- ma- just all me, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. man, I wish they had one of those for, for civilians. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I love, I love the, the veteran benefits that I do have, you know, especially within real estate. Um, you know, I went to, I went to Iraq in 2004 and 2005. And so, you know, I have hundred percent of my, my undergraduate and graduate degree was paid for, you know, so I use whatever I can when it comes to those benefits for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, uh, you deserve it. Yeah. All right. Um, that moves us to the quick question round we have run through our time yeah um so it's time to jump on over are you ready yeah let's do it all right uh this is uh this, you're gonna slam dunk this one because you've already mentioned it so i 
recommend two or I need two recommendations for education. Yeah. Um, can be a book, one for real estate and one for life uh, or general life wisdom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so real estate is, de- is definitely going to be, you know, Chad Carson's book. Um, I love that one. And, um, but believe it or not, the Keller Williams has a book that you can actually get online called the, uh, it's, it's the million dollar real estate investor. Yeah. 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 It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually pretty good. Um, it's a thick boy. Like it's, it's a thick book. It's got a lot of examples and things like that, but it is really good. Um, an everyday book. I mean, I love Andrew Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. I mean, it's a classic. Um, if you haven't read that, it's really good. We actually built our script at Call Porter around Andrew Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. Um, so I would say that's a good a good go-to. Yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite, um, I don't know, self-help, I guess, kind of books. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really hate the title but because it just seems so cheesy, but the content <laughs> in there is just it's very good. really good, just how to yeah people well and so yeah um so chad carson you you uh talked about that before give us a little bit more detail about the book like what is he what is his main thesis i guess yeah i mean you can still be small as far when he says small like if you're just going after some buy and holds right um four five six ten a year after a few years like you said you're going to be well set right especially when you hone into your criteria um, and he talks a lot about what's called as FI, your financial independence number, right? So he's got a lean number, he's got a regular number, and he's got a fat number that he says, like, you need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Figure out how many rental properties you need to be financially independent lean, right? Your basic needs, things like that. Your fat financial independent number is like, man, you can go on vacation, you rent an RV for the summer, you throw your kids in there, you're not going to have to worry about things. So that's what I love about his book is it's very simple. It's straightforward. He talks about how to get into financing. He talks about coaches. He talks about mentors. He like it's just a, a wide range of things. But just be small, but be mighty, and you can do it with a W two. Um, you goes faster if you you know save some money and then spend six months really going at it. Um, I love Call Porter. I love Ballpoint. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. It's the 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 uh, relationships I have with these companies is too valuable for me. Um, so I'll always be here, I think. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's a really good book um, overall. That's yeah. a good, right. What was the actual name of it again? Uh, it's the, uh, here, I got it right here. I thought well, maybe we could bring it up, but it's the small and mighty real estate investor right small here. Small and mighty real estate investor. I love it. Yeah. All right. That means um, this. Oops. What were you going to say? No, that's it. All right. Um, yep. That moves us to the next question. And so this is for your, I guess it wouldn't be younger self, but relatively younger self, the, the Vince who had not jumped into real estate, uh, of three years ago. Oh God. Him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. I don't regret the military. I did it right out of high school. Hmm. So putting that aside, um, I would tell my younger self, learn sales right away. Learn sales, um, do something, you know, go to AT&T or T-Mobile as a young kid, you know, 19, 20 years old, just learn it, learn how to talk, learn how to be a good conversationalist, learn how to negotiate. And that skill alone, I think will be worth a million dollars for you later on down the road. 
Absolutely. That's a, that's a good piece of advice. Um, and especially good for people. Like I would say I'm kind of like a, an ambivert or like I'm halfway between an expert extrovert and an introvert. Um, I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. I just recently learned that term too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So people who aren't like naturally hundred percent extroverted, I feel like sales feels a little, just the idea of sales feels a little, uh, I don't know, icky. Uh, but once you realize, I even read a book that was ever everybody sells or everything is sales. I can't remember the title, but um, sales is everywhere. We're always yeah. doing sales, and if you can get good at it, you realize that it is one of the most important skills that you can have, um, especially in business. Uh, even if you're not in an actual sales position, um, mm-hmm. everybody needs to know how to sell, how to present their ideas, how to be genuine, all that kind of stuff. So, good yeah. advice. Yep. Um, I'm going to move us on to the next question. And this okay. is about the U, the U.S. It's a big place. A lot yeah. of opportunity. Give me the single uh, metro you're most excited about investing in today. St. Louis. St. Louis. Yep. Your, uh, right your backyard. here. Yep. My backyard. Yeah, I know it well. Yep. That's a, that is a good, uh, good place to start is where you live um, yeah. and place to continue. And St. Louis is yeah. a massive metro, so. Yeah, I, um, Alaska is actually on my list as well. Which one? Um, Which so uh, I'm from Kenai and Soldatna, which is on the Kenai, Kenai Peninsula, just south of Anchorage. Okay. And Anchorage is also another area. So I have lots of family to have some boots on the ground up there. Yeah. Um, and I do, I know it pretty well, um, but I, I think I'm going to get up into Alaska at some point because um, you can actually do a lot of, uh, in the summertime especially, some good short term up there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can imagine. Actually, side note, um, I read yesterday that the Alaska or or the Anchorage airport um, during COVID was the busiest airport in the world because they have so much uh, transportation traffic from, you know, Asia to America. Yep. I thought that was pretty crazy. I you don't yeah. think of Anchorage as being a place people fly, but um, yeah, transportation it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a pretty cool small little airport for sure at Anchorage. Yeah. All right. Next question is um, about finding deals. It all finds with gener- It all starts with generating leads, getting yep. in contact with the seller, and signing that purchase agreement. So, what is your favorite way to find new deals? Uh, ballpoint marketing with direct mail um, and Deal Machine. All right. There you go. Yeah. Direct mail is tried and true. You got to love it. It is the OG, y'all. It works. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing with direct mail, you've got to be consistent with it. Again, if you're a listener and you're like, hey, should I ever get into direct mail? And you do it one month, you do it two months and you don't get a and you don't get a deal. Don't be like, oh, this doesn't work. You know, you got to be consistent. We say at least three months, four months. Um, So that's with any any marketing, honestly, just be consistent with it. Don't be a baby and give up. (laughs) <laughs> how uh how many times do you um send a mailer to an individual address oh gosh um up to seven times you send seven mailers to you can to yeah one address wow yeah okay. yeah so um you know a sequence a sequence can be sent um you know obviously you're going to get the the return to senders you're going to get people taken off because they take me off your list so ballpoint has a sequence of letters where it actually sends a new copy and a new image mm-hmm. um so, you know, followed up by um, phone calls, uh, emails. Call Porter also has a fractional lead manager service where all of those leads get followed up um, and touched. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot. 
And yeah. th- that's another thing too, like consistently following up. Like if you're not following up, that is truly where the money is made and the fortune is made. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people give up too quickly. Just somebody says, Hey, I'm not, I don't want to sell now. Doesn't mean three months down the road. They're not a lot of things in life change, um, in three months even. Yeah. We're closing a deal, um, right now in RV park. And I have been talking to that seller for over two years. Um, mm-hmm. and you just never know. You never know. Things change in people's lives. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe six months down the line. Now is the time to sell. And you got to be right there when the, when the time changes. Yeah. I just talked to, a. uh, uh an investor friend of mine yesterday, he, he got a PPC lead in 2020 from a guy, right? In 2020, he talked to him once and he just texted me. He's like, dude, this guy called me back three years later and he just, yeah. And he's closing this deal like three years in that. And to, to be still on top of mind for that guy. I mean, that, that means his follow-up game has been pretty awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, second to last question. This is about lessons learned. Um, not every deal we go into goes the way we expect. Sometimes a wrench is thrown in there and uh, the deal goes a little sideways. But in those opportunities is the lessons that we can take and apply those to future deals. So give me one deal that went a little sideways. And what was the biggest lesson you knew? Oh, gosh. Um, okay. So... Um, well, I'll say, how about post deal and just a renter, just, just vet your renters. Yeah. Like, I I don't, I don't know how to, to describe this. I, I, um, I had a renter who he actually paid in cash and every month, uh, he would put his cash like somewhere and have me go find it. (laughs) And I drove like, I'm not, you can't make this stuff up, dude. He'd, just, he'd be like, hey, I got your cash in an envelope. I put it under the charcoal in the barbecue pit, barbecue pit in the backyard, right? Or, hey, oh, I, I put I'm it, I put it, there. yeah, he's like, I put it in the power wheel, uh, my son's power wheel where the battery pack is. And I, I mean, this happened for like months, right? And this is one, this is one of my first, you know, things. So just super new, didn't know, really know what I was doing. Um, well, one day I went to go collect the rent and the door was open. The front door was kind of cracked open. So I looked in there, just kind of knocked, and I was like, what the heck's going on? Well, he's dead asleep on the ground or on the couch. His son, who's had to have been like maybe two, was awake in a diaper. There's cocaine on the coffee table. Oh, and this is this isn't a good area, right? Yeah. Like it's not like I was somewhere where it's just a bunch of crappy houses and people that, you know, don't have jobs. I was pissed, right? Here's this. I mean, that little kid that could have gotten his mouth on that cocaine. I mean, it could have been his the end of his life. So anyways, I get the sheriff involved and things like that. Um, I go back to that house at some point. He chases me around the yard with an aluminum bat. I mean, yeah, like this was the worst deal ever. And I will never again be in any process. I I vet my renters so well now. Um, Like that is so important. Um, And I mean, you don't know at the end of the day, if someone's a drug addict, like, you know, on paper, he was fine. Um, but there, there's some other things I didn't do where I didn't hit all of his, um, you know, his contacts and previous references. I just hit, you know, one. <laughs> so yeah, um, that, that, that would probably be my worst story for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, getting good renters. Yeah. It's night and day. You have to, if you get somebody who's bad, um, you know, I've had somebody got pissed that we, I can't remember why he got angry, but he got angry and he he left and he flooded the entire apartment by sticking stuff down the 
I've had that happen to me too. Yeah. It's just yeah. Like, come on. So, yeah. I, I had somebody throw baby diapers down the toilet and flush it. And then, yeah, that yeah. wasn't fun. Um, can I talk about something that's really awesome though, real oh, quick? Yeah. Um, say, say on the same accord. So I would also say, open your mouth. You never know if you don't ask mm, kind of yeah. thing as well. Right. So I was interested in a power washer um, at a garage sale. Um, went to it because I just love power washing my old house and different things like that. Went to power this garage sale. Fun, power washing is really fun. Um, my kids play it on the Oculus all the time. There's a little power washing game. <laughs> um, so went to this house. Um, it was just an elderly couple. They were offloading some things. You could just definitely tell that's what they were doing. Um, and some big items too. Um, but she said, Hey, I got this exercise bike in the, um, house as well. Would you be interested? And it was really nice. It's not a Peloton, but it's a really nice exercise bike. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll go look at it. I bought that too. So bought a power washer, bought the exercise bike. I've got five kids and I'm always, I'm always kind of, um, you know, looking for the next, for the next opportunity. Right. So this house is six bedrooms, three baths where I'm sitting right now. Mm. Um, and you know, just ask them, Hey, would you be open to selling this? And they're like, Yes. Um, they're like, however, our sons are the executives of our, tr of our trust and really need to be in this conversation. One of them lived in Japan. Oh, wow. um, so it was it was a process to get it all said and done. But if I would have never opened my mouth at a garage sale to go and buy a power washer and said, hey, would you be open to selling this home? I wouldn't be here. Yep. So then another story is you'd never, ever know. Right. And I know people that actually go to garage sales to use this strategy that are like, you know, hey, would you be open to selling? But really cool story, man. I've got tons of space for my kids um, and it's a beautiful home. It's got great bones and an awesome neighborhood. And I got it for an absolute steal because their sons, one of them living in Japan, they didn't want to deal with any, you know, realtors or anything like that at that point. So um, here we are. Yeah, you never yeah. you never know where a deal is going to come from. Um, so if you yep. start talking to people, you know, you never know. Yeah. Something might come through. Yeah. All right. That leads us to the very last question. This is for the listeners. Um, I'm sure people want to reach out, get in contact with you, learn a little bit more about Paul Porter, Call Porter and Ballpoint Marketing. So tell us where can they find you and what can they expect when they reach out? Yeah, they can uh, they can find me directly at Vince dot hall at callporter.com so you can reach out by email at any time um you can also find me on call porter official on instagram um I, I oversee that account do all their social media and things like that so you'll get me directly same thing with ballpoint marketing you can do ballpoint marketing on instagram or ballpointmarketing.com um and and find us yeah cool. all right i will put those links in the show notes so if y'all want to reach out just click the little more in the description. It'll pull down that full description. And in there you can find Vince's links. Yeah. Gabe, I really appreciate this uh, conversation, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions, reach out to me, Gabe with realestateinvestingclub.com. And if you guys want to support the show, just give us a like, subscribe, share, all that jazz. Other than that, I hope you guys have a great week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.
All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.